Du jour means seatbelts. Du jour means crash positions. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Well, today has been a crazy one for me. Yeah. I can't even believe we've made it here. <laughs> yes. The episode's recorded. We did you it. You know, we have some montage songs. Mm-hmm, that we do, yeah. We have very special guests on the pod today. Yes, yes. So it's an exciting day all around. Um, most feeling a little worse for wear, but we're making it through. <laughs> a, little, a little worse for... My body was like... Oh, it's closing time. Everything must go. <laughs> Final sale. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a really fun episode today. Uh, as you may have guessed by the title of today's episode, we are doing 2001's Josie and the Pussycats, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a cult classic that was a box office bomb, but is now beloved. Absolutely. I had a blast watching it. I guess it was my first time watching because I, yeah, don't, I think I would have remembered seeing it before. Yeah. But it was truly spectacular. Mm -hmm. A blast and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, came out right in 2001. Um, I actually, I don't think I mentioned this in the episode, but I was reading um, that the writers and directors, Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elfont, wrote it kind of in response to the cultural shift that happened between like the 90s and the 2000s when in the 90s everything was very like anti-conformist like individuality that you had the bands like Nirvana and stuff like that that were really popular and then things shifted in the 2000s where pop really became like Mm. the big thing and it became like very consumer heavy and uh, conformist heavy and so this movie was kind of written in response to that which i thought was pretty cool interesting yeah yeah Yeah. unfortunately not uh not great critical acclaim yes (laughs) yeah i believe on rotten tomatoes the audience score and the critic score the same uh yeah both at 52 percent which um is obviously higher than uptown girls true it is higher than uptown girls um but still incorrect if you ask me uh we'll talk about it a little bit in the episode but it was a bit of a box office bomb i think that the budget was around 20 to 30 million and they ended up making like 14 million so whoops yeah and it was a big budget movie like this was like a big budget studio movie but a lot of critics just like missed the point completely and were really harsh on the fact that there are so much like product placement in the movie, even though that's like the whole fucking point. And um, they actually didn't even take any money from any of the brands to be in this movie. <laughs> so they didn't make it's any about, money off of it. <laughs> it's a joke. It's yeah. literally like making the point. So I see you put in like little blurbs of, I can't think of the word, reviews. Mm-hmm. And one person said, this live action update of Josie and the Pussycats offers up bubbly, fluffy fun, but the constant appearance of product placements seems rather hypocritical. It's like the fucking <laughs> it's point. It's one to shake them by the shoulders. I know. Uh, Roger Ebert. Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats are not dumber than the Spice Girls, but they are as dumb as the Spice Girls, which is dumb enough. Ridiculous. Doesn't make sense, no. first of all. I think that he gave it uh, a half star. I think that was the rating. Yeah. I want to give you a zero, but, but it's not possible. <laughs> so, so I, I give, give you... you- 
a horn. <laughs> or a half in this case. But a half star. Yeah. Um, I mean, this movie is great. We'll we'll dive into it later on the episode, but it was a fun yes. one to record for sure. But before we dive in, shall we do a couple of reviews? Let's hit them. So our first review today is from Taya Ryan. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Uh, thank you so much for your wonderful review. And for you, we have chosen the song Thank You by Dido. And in this montage, I think that... Uh, you are unwinding for the evening it's not like dark outside yet it's just like that lovely little happy medium between like 5 and 6 30 the sun is starting to set and you kind of want to unwind from the day so you decide to do a little bit of art maybe you're doing some painting maybe you're doing some sculpture work maybe you're doing some drawing you're making something whatever your your medium is you're working on it and you have your hair tied up in like a little bun and you're wearing like your comfy clothes that you're also don't not like worried about getting dirty and you're just like really letting all of the stress and the tension of the day like melt off of you as you're you're basking in this uh, sunset lighting and doing some art. I love that. Sounds very relaxing, very yeah. beautiful. I like my. I feel like I'm seeing colors and I'm seeing lots of like oranges and yellows. Like that's like the vibe Ooh. that I'm seeing. Yeah, like a burnt sienna. Yes, maybe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the next review we have is from Sarah Gurand. Gurand, and I did read the message that you sent to us. Um, It was really kind and kind of like gave me an idea for your montage song. So we chose Whenever, Wherever by Shakira. Since you're a traveling gal, I picture you, maybe you're with your partner, you're going on a trip, you arrive, we see like you kind of like flopping on the bed at the hotel. We see you sightseeing, enjoying your time away. We see you enjoying dinner, maybe looking over the water, Mm. just having an awesome time whenever, wherever, (sighs) wherever you are. And maybe on that plane ride, you're listening to movies that raised us and you're like, ah, excited for the next adventure. Yes. Next up, we have a review from Jilly, one of my mutuals on TikTok. Hey. And uh, for your montage because in your review you mentioned the classic film but i'm a cheerleader which i can confirm we will be covering so fret not um so we ran right over to that soundtrack and selected the song if you should try to kiss her by dressy betsy and in my montage mind's eye i'm thinking it's like a really temperate Sunday afternoon. It's not too hot, Mm. not too humid, but it's still like nice outside. You don't need like a jacket or any layers or anything. And I think that you've gone down to like a boardwalk where there's lots of different like stands and there's games and there's different like food stalls. And I think you're there with like a romantic interest and you two are like strolling along the boardwalk and you get some ice cream together and maybe do the cute thing where you like dip like the ice cream on the other person's nose and then you laugh and it's like ha 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 as we look out on the water and I think you get to the end of the boardwalk and you and this romantic interest 
share your first kiss. Oh, I love that. It's magical. Beautiful. Yeah. And today our last montage song comes, I don't know what the words that are coming out of my mouth are. (laughs) I'm like, the last review song montage (laughs) comes from, so we received a review from Allie and your Apple ID is Dancer Allie, but we did find out who you are now um, on like Instagram. So we did a little stalking. Sorry Sorry about that. But um, your Instagram is awesome. Mm -hmm. You have a style Instagram and I definitely want to like follow it on my page um, because it's the outfits are just so cute Mm -hmm. and um, you have a great sense of style. And I thought that maybe since I watched a couple of the videos and you have some like R&B-E tracks going on in the background, we tried to pick something like that for your montage. And we chose Dilemma by Nellie and Kelly Rowland. So for this montage, I picture you shopping around for your next look, your next little lookbook. And maybe you go to like a Goodwill and you go to some local like boutiques and you're just like having a good old fashioned clothes try on Ah, montage. My favorite. So good, yes. And you're maybe you're with some friends and you're all trying on different pieces, making um, these like maybe late 90s, early 2000s inspired looks. And you're just like picking up piece by piece, crafting this amazing series of looks um for your page and it's like a nice little sunday maybe you have a little coffee who knows wow i love these montages for today i feel very good about them yeah very positive optimistic montages Mm -hmm. we're manifesting right now we are we are Uh, (laughs) thank you so much for the reviews they mean so much to us we really love getting to read them and giving out these montages And if you would like a shout out in our next episode, feel free to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts and we will Mm -hmm. give you a little montage. A little montage. A a little montage. Um, With that being said, (laughs) shall we dive into today's episode? Yes, let's do it. I wish I was in a a better mental state right now. Yeah, most having a bit of a rough morning today, but you know, we're powering through. We don't really have a theme for this month, but I guess the unofficial theme is like highly requested April. Yeah, or like banger April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We took things from our movie form that you guys have really been asking for for a while. We had a little poll on Instagram and we're just doing bangers only this month. So I'm very excited. Me too. And we're starting out the month with a highly requested movie it's pretty much the definition of camp Mm -hmm. and we have a special guest we do Guy toronto hello hello i am so so excited to be here um you love this movie this movie um so i'm a a little older than you guys i am 30 so it came out when i was 10 so this movie actually defined Mm -hmm. me like this was the movie I was raised mm. on. I thought I was going to be a female drummer and be the coolest person oh ever. I, I am not. I work in corporate America. You're pretty cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, today we are doing the 2001 satirical camp classic, Josie and the Pussycats. 
this movie is so good. It really did not get the recognition mm-hmm. that it deserved. It was like a huge box office bomb, which is crazy to me. Like the whole point of the movie went over every single critic's head. It's insane. Yeah, I wonder if it's like a thing where critics are like, oh, yeah, um, women don't know satire, so yeah. this wouldn't be a satirical movie. I think so, honestly, because other movies that came out this year were like Joe Dirt, like the same concept, scary yeah. movie, like all that kind of stuff came out around this time. So it's not like people weren't aware of satire or like ready for it. It was happening. I think it was how it was marketed too. They really did mm-hmm. not know how to market this mm-hmm. movie at all. They should have leaned into the satire versus the. It's a comic book movie from Josie and the Pussycats when it's the furthest thing. Yeah, definitely. This movie reminded me of um, the live action Scooby Doo movies. Classics. Classics. Yeah. They also, I think, were faced with kind of an impossible task of like, how do you market a movie that is like anti consumerism? There's not really a way to do that. So they were kind of doomed mm-hmm. from the start, I think. But it's now a cult classic, so... And we can only be thankful for that. Um, Mo, so this was your first viewing of this film. Yeah, I thought I'd seen it before. I thought that I had seen this before, but I certainly did not. It was (laughs) super crazy because in the beginning I was like, oh my god, this branding is so silly. But I was... Like, you can only be hooked from the first scene because DuJour is literally, like, Donald Faison, Seth Green, Brecken Meyer. Mm-hmm. I was, like, freaking out. And it's so good. So I was, like, hooked from the beginning. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I thought it was really campy and enjoyable. So I'm pissed off that people <laughs> didn't like it. Oh, yeah. It's, like, so many critics, they they circled around the point and almost went completely around it and then somehow missed it like bent over backwards to miss it where they're like yeah this movie is really like anti-consumerism yet there's so many like ads in it like this seems really hypocritical and it's like guys that's the point yeah it could not be any clearer what the message is but Mm. people always try to look into something too deep with that being said should we just dive in because there's much to unpack yeah let's dive right in So, like I mentioned, off the bat, start with Du Jour, a boy band, like, top of the charts. It's comprised of Donald Faison, Seth Green, Brecken Meyer, and I believe the fourth guy's Alex Martin, who I didn't recognize as much. I only know him from this movie. Same. There you go. (laughs) So, I'm already, like, if Brecken Meyer's here... I'm interested. It's mm-hmm. like a clueless reunion right now. Yeah. And um, they're about to go on their world tour. Their fans are freaking out. The girls are screaming. They're like, marry me. And Alan Cumming is their manager. Yeah. Insane. And they pop onto their private jet and they're like, au revoir, you know, off to our world tour. Yeah. As their smash hit Backdoor Lover is playing. I'm your best. Backdoor lover. Fantastic. Oh and the guy is like, I have all their clothing from their clothing line du jour couture. Like, <laughs> these are my brothers. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I mean, as a as a former fangirl myself, I I felt very seen. I understood this moment uh, a little more than I probably would have liked. 
<laughs> but we then go onto the Target sponsored plane. Oh yeah. And their manager Wyatt, aka Alan Cumming, tells them that they'll be landing in Riverdale in an hour. He like goes over their schedule, and that's when Marco Breckenmeyer complains about how his limited edition Coke can has a picture of him with a goatee when everyone knows in the Don't Tell Papa video that he had a soul patch. <laughs> so then he gets into a fight with DJ and they're basically like fighting about his pet monkey. There's lots of tension between these boys. Why it diffuses the situation comes to a compromise. And then Travis, Seth Green pipes in and he's like, can you talk to Marco about always doing my trademark face? Like I established in this video that the peace like sign pout face was my face. And now Marco's <laughs> doing it all the time. So it seems like Marco is like the instigator of all the conflict. <laughs> I agree. But their comedic timing is so good. He's like, yeah. And in, in this video, yeah. I did that mm face. <laughs> and now he's doing that mm face. Hey, on it's TLC, hey funny. Carson, yeah. mm face. Yeah. <laughs> hey little girl, beauty secrets, mm face. It's yeah, my face. So it's my face. When I tell you I know this movie like the back of my hand, I could quote it. So yeah. sorry, I won't be doing that a lot. Oh, we welcome it. Yeah. I'm excited for the one woman <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats yeah. movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So a fight ensues. Lee or not Lee. Les steps in and he's like, du jour means friendship. And Wyatt's like, that's right. You know what? We're going to get the choreographer to come up with a new face. But Marco yeah. can't help but like getting in a jab. And he's like, oh, yeah, too bad. Your mama couldn't give you a good face. And it's just chaotic. Everyone is yelling at each other. Wyatt makes him take it back. Marco apologizes. And they're like, du jour means family. Du jour means teamwork. Really, du jour means of the day. But... <laughs> That's neither here nor there. So after Wyatt def defuses the situation, he asks if they're all good. Um, Les brings up that actually they were working on some of their remixes and they heard some really strange background tracks. Um, Wyatt is just like, okay, let me take a listen. And he's like, I have no idea what that is. Marco's like, we just want answers. We have no idea what's going on. Wyatt's like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll get those for you. BRB goes into by the captain and is like, we got to get out of here. He's like, bring the Chevy <laughs> yeah. to the levee. <laughs> and, and they just jump out of the plane. Travis looks out the window and he's like, hey, that looks like Wyatt in that parachute. And then the boys are like, is Wyatt doing the mm face? And <laughs> chaos breaks out again. Um, and the plane go goes and crashes and Wyatt lands safely in Riverdale where he immediately gets on the phone and says they need a new band. My personal favorite is du jour means yeah. seatbelt. <laughs> du jour means crash yeah. positions. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to use that phrase, bring the Chevy to the levee. Um, so we go to Riverdale and we get a montage as Josie, Val, and Mel play three small words. probably my most favorite song in this movie mm. and um then they get this rude awakening that they're actually just playing to an uninterested crowd at a bowling alley so after the gig they get their check except their shoe rental was five dollars each so they made 
a total of $5. Yeah. And they load their equipment into their van. Um, and Josie's like, you know what, guys? I think this was our best show yet. Then some girls who are listed as laughing girl number one, <laughs> number two, number three on IMDb come up and they're like, ew, like no one wants to watch you. And Josie's like, are your outfits coordinated or do they – what did she ask? She's like, oh, did you guys coordinate it or was it an accident? Because, like, you all are wearing the same thing, which is, like, kind of a lame yeah. burn. I yeah. feel like you could do better. Yeah, it's not the best response, but she tries. She's, like, I feel like Josie is, like, clearly a nerd. Like, they're all mm-hmm. kind of, like, nerdy. And so the girls make fun of, like, the cat ears and Mel is, like, they're actually leopard ears <laughs> and, like, the leopards are like very special animals and we're really special. The girls are just like, enjoy the gutters because you'll be staying there forever. It's so <laughs> cheeky and like weird. The whole conversation's so off, mm-hmm. but um, that's why we love it. This is camp. So <laughs> the girls drive off. They play du jour on the radio. Josie is feeling defeated, but Val cheers her up. Val is also uh, Rosario Dawson, mm-hmm. and Josie is Rachel Lee Cook. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. <laughs> She's like, who's a rock star? And she gets Josie to say, I am. Yeah. So after this, Josie goes home. She's in like her garage playing her guitar. She's trying on like sunglasses and different hats and stuff when Alan M walks in who in the title sequence he's listed as the hottest guy in Riverdale and it's just the most average looking white dude you've ever seen in your (laughs) life (laughs) yeah yeah so he walks in he's like hey what are you doing and she's like oh knocks over every single cd that she owns asks him what's up (laughs) and he's like can you please fix my truck it broke down so we see Josie repairing Classic. his car. Yeah, she's a cool. She knows girl. so much about cars. <laughs> she's not like the other she girls. She care about clothes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she's repairing his, you know, truck while he's riffing on the guitar. Super annoying. If I was working and somebody's like, <laughs> Josie, did I bust the carburetor? I'd be like, please get out of my face. But she is down bad. So. She tells him that he can't drive uphill when it's hot outside. He takes his truck for granted. And then she ends up dropping a wrench. And when she picks it up, he's like right next to her. He's like, Josie, have you ever wanted to tell somebody something, but you weren't sure if you should? She's like, yeah, you should tell them. You should always tell them. (laughs) And he's like, okay, because there's this guy at work that like really reeks and Josie is devastated because she was hoping he was going to reveal some feelings for her. He did not. Now she kind of feels like an idiot. He's like, you know, no one wants to tell him, but you would. And, you know, that's what I love, that we can just, like, talk about this stuff. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh. Literally hits herself in the head with a wrench. (laughs) I don't understand how um, the truck's too good for him if he can't even drive it uphill on a hot day. But mm. I don't think that truck's not too good for anyone. That truck needs to no. go to truck heaven. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So back in the house, the girls are sitting around eating ramen, which they're like, e- people don't know how far one pack of ramen could go. 
Like, it's not that big for three people. Like, no. maybe you guys should have part-time jobs or something on the side. I don't know. Um, and Alexander, yeah. their manager, rolls up with some Krispy Kreme donuts to bribe them for missing their gig at the bowling alley, which no one else showed up for. Um, and he's yeah. with his si- sister, Alexandra, as well. And they are like, why did you miss our gig? And he's like, I'm trying to run a management company and I can't be in two places at once. I'm out here on the streets spreading the word of the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> um, and Melanie is like, oh my God, how awesome would it be to be in two places at once? And she's running around the house and she's like, I could be here and then I could be here. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then meanwhile, while she's running around, Valerie's like, you don't have any other clients. What else <laughs> like, are you doing? And he's like, he's prom- he said he's promoting the band. Um, Alexander blows up his spot and says they were waiting in line for mm-hmm. du jour tickets. And he tries to defend himself like, no, it's for business. I'm checking out the competition. He doesn't like du jour. Like, it's du jour. <laughs> he picked up his <laughs> cell phone pretending that he got a call and someone wants their demo and leaves. Alexander is like, you know he's lying, right? And Josie tells her her flies down. And, and <laughs> Alexander is like, you know, you guys suck, right? And <laughs> Valerie and Josie are just sitting there laughing. And Valerie says, perfect. Even our manager wants to see another band. It's tough out there for mm-hmm. Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Or yeah. the Pussycats right now. Yes, yeah. So Mel calls the girls over to the TV because the news reports that Dujour has gone missing in their private jet just north of Riverdale. And they haven't determined if there are any survivors. And the label hasn't released a statement, but they have released a limited edition commemorative box set. So you can get that immediately. Mm. Um, And Mel suggests that they raise money for a search party and hold a bake sale. And she's really stoked about this idea. And Josie is like, wow, this is so sad. I would have assumed that they died because it was like a plane crash, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, hold out hope, do mm-hmm. your bake sale. And Valerie says at least they had a record deal. What a wild thing to yeah. say. Like, oh, these people went down on a plane, but you know what? At least they had a record deal. <laughs> at least deal. they were famous. At least yeah. they did something. <laughs> yeah. And Josie's like, you know what? We just have to make it happen. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And when the tough gets going, when the going gets, this is a hard one. Um, and when the going gets tough, the tough, and Mel chimes in, make lemonade. So they really made Tara read the dumb idiot blonde girl. Yeah. Well, she didn't even have to audition. They just offered her the part um, based on oh, wow. her role in an American oh, Pie. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because American Pie came out in 2000. This movie came out in 2001. Yeah. So they, I did read that they initially wanted to cast Zoe Deschanel, who was not at all famous at oh, the time. Wow. Um, they, like, really loved her audition. She came in, with, like, with a microphone and everything to play Josie. But the studio was like, no, you have to cast a name. You can't cast a nobody. So And it still flopped. Yeah. And yeah, it still <laughs> yeah. flopped. Yeah. So we then get this montage of literally every single brand in the world. We see, like, people shopping, they're at the mall, and some girls are gushing about how much they love their pink shoes. Pink is the new red, spread the word. And Wyatt goes up to, like, the DJ in this CD store. I guess it's, like, a mega record store. 
um, because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm with the label. Are there any local bands here worth checking out? And the DJ's like, dude, I have no idea what you just said. Can you repeat it while I change the CD? And he's like, actually, I do have a CD we would like to test the reaction on. DuJour's latest single. Would love to see how it plays. So the DJ is like, just for everyone in this store, DuJour's final single. It starts playing. I think it's called like DuJour Around the World or something like that. And everybody loves it. They're enjoying it. They're going crazy. These girls are like, oh my God, I have to buy the CD or else everyone will hate me. And also now I want orange shoes. Yeah, like fuck these pink shoes. Orange is the new pink, (laughs) which is a lovely little Legally Blonde reference. Enjoyed it very much. And we see this other guy talking about how he's sick of his Reebok sweats. Now he needs some Puma sweats. And this other guy's like, yeah, and I got to buy a six pack of Zima. And he's like, dude, you don't even drink. He's like, you know what? I think I should start. So something's up with Wrong. the music. Wrong. I Look at me. This is what <laughs> drinking does to you. This is yeah. PSA. Yeah. It's also crazy looking at how unsanitary things were. Like those people in the mm. CD store rushing to put on headphones that millions of other people have put oh on gosh. their ears. I mean, I forgot that that was like that a, was thing a thing in CD yeah. stores. I do have to say, like, I have gone into a museum before where it was like you have to put on the headphones mm-hmm. to like see an art piece. Yeah. I have never thought twice about it. <laughs> I feel like prior to, yeah, never thought twice about it. Mm. So Wyatt comments how great the response is when this goth girl comes up and says she hates it and everyone else only likes it because they're mindless drones who will gobble up anything you tell them is cool, you know, because she's such an individual. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wyatt tells her people in the industry are always looking to hear from people like her to find out what they're doing wrong. And she agrees to sit down and talk with him. So they're walking out of the store. He whispers, smells like teen spirit into his watch and walks her out to an alley where a van comes up and immediately kidnaps her. So Wyatt then gets a call from his boss. Smells like teen spirit. Wyatt gets a call from his boss, Fiona. And Wyatt's like, I'm working on finding a new band. This town is just a cultural wasteland. And she says, stop making excuses and come back with a band now. Yikes. Meanwhile, the girls are trying to have their big break. So they try busking outside of a store, but the owner comes out and is like, you need to leave. You're driving away customers. And Val's like, this is a free country. And he's like, okay, (laughs) I'm calling the cops then. And like, it looks like the way it's shot, it looks like he like runs away. (laughs) Like he runs back inside the store. And they're like, okay, we don't believe you. But then they hear the sirens and bolt. And they actually run into the street where they're almost hit by Wyatt. Wyatt sees the girls in his bright headlights. And this sign that says number one band in the world just happens to be (laughs) going by them. And it's framed like perfectly, obviously. It's a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And he holds up this like CD case and he takes out the DuJour CD and like looks at them through the blank CD case. And then he gets out of his car and introduces himself as Wyatt Frame from Mega Records. 
I feel like if this moment doesn't clue you into like how campy this film is, like it, you're just a lost cause. Like he even looks directly to camera and smiles. It is yes. Yes. perfection. Yes, he looks directly to camera. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I think like Paradise by the Dashboard Lights is yeah. also playing in the background. It's just, it's high level camp and I love to see it. R.A.P. Meatloaf. So the girls all sit down for coffee at Starbucks with Wyatt, and he's like, I am so excited to be here with the pussy hats. And they're like, That's not our name. We're the pussy cats. He's like, Oh, explains why you aren't wearing any then. Um, <laughs> which is wild, wild. Uh, Wyatt fame made pussy hats. Yeah. He was really the pioneer. Yeah. Spread the word. Yeah. <laughs> So he then pulls out a contract and he was like, I would like to sign you with Mega Records. And Alexander, their manager, immediately comes over and he's like, whoa, 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 hey, 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 don't sign anything. <laughs> but is immediately convinced when Wyatt's like, oh, you know, you'll be entitled to 15% of whatever they make. And then his sister Alexandra strolls up and introduces herself and she's like, oh, it's nice to meet you. British. I used to summer on the continent. Something yeah. like that. And he's like, <laughs> Fancy a snog. Fancy a mint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fancy a mint. So Josie then brings up the fact that Wyatt has literally never heard them play any music. And he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you wanted to sign with a major label and starts folding up the contract. Classic, you know, the manipulation. Classic, yes. The gaslighting. <laughs> classic male manipulation Mm -hmm. they love to do that uh so she stops him and she's like i just didn't know this could happen so fast and he's like i mean look at the beastie boys happened for them so josie and val are like oh let's i gotta go to the bathroom let's go and they have to drag um I almost said Tara Reed. They have to drag melody there as well because she does not pick up on the hint i'm also kind of like is Tara Reed acting in this movie (laughs) Is this just her personality? I feel like it probably, the lines might be a little blurry. They gave her like two lines on each sheet and they're like, just just input whatever you want into the convo. Yeah. Yeah, that right. feels right. So they're all in the bathroom. Um, Josie asks if any of this seems weird to them. And Melody's like, yeah, you know what? Like Wyatt, he seems a little bit off. Like he scooped up all the foam off of his cappuccino. Why didn't he just order an espresso? And he kept folding his napkin like he's afraid he doesn't have any real friends. You know, people just want to use him because he's some big music guy. And Jace is like, yeah, um, I meant more about the record deal, but sure, that too. Yeah. And Jace is like, it just seems so sudden. Um, This is all happening so fast. And Valerie reminds her that she's the only one. She's the one who said they should go out and make things happen. And now they have. So they scream in excitement. Um, Alexander snuck into the bathroom with them. Um, and Alexander mentions that they'll go away, make a record, and poor Alan M will have to stay behind in Riverdale all alone with her. Mm. Honestly, like Alan M could stay in Riverdale. I feel like he's the type of guy who corners yeah. you at the party and like makes you listen to his new song. Oh, absolutely. He is the guy that pulls out the acoustic guitar at the party. Yeah, he's like, anyway, here's Wonderwall. He is that guy. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So we cut to the plane where, yes, Alan M has come with them. 
is it because Josie didn't want him to stay behind with Alexandra? Is it a plot device? Probably both. <laughs> so she lies and says that he is um, her guitar tech. And meanwhile, on the plane, Alexander and Alexandra. <laughs> sorry, it's so hard. Their names are so yeah. similar. Yeah. So Alexander talks to Alexandra and he's like, I can't believe you're here. And then Alexandra whispers under her breath, I'm just here because I was in the comic book. And he's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, nothing, nothing. Um, and Josie sits down on Valerie and Melody is sitting next to them. And that she's like, when people say they're living the life, this is when they say it. Private plane, record deal, coasters, loads of cash. Just kidding. We're still broke. Yeah, Valerie pulls out her Riverdale bus pass and it's like, I guess I won't be needing this anymore. And they talk about how they're the only three people in Riverdale history who have three people in their pictures. And Valerie suggests that they keep them to remember where they came from. And Josie makes them all promise to be friends first and a band second and swear on their bus passes. So Wyatt watches this. He goes into the cockpit. The pilot's like, all right, we jump in again, ready to go. But Wyatt's like, no, no, no. I don't think we're going to have any trouble with these girls. So the plane lands safely with the pilot and Wyatt intact, still on the plane. Mm -hmm. uh, they get to the city and we get a fun montage of the girls arriving and they're getting their hair and makeup done. Um, so there's just like this whole team of people who immediately mm -hmm. going after them getting every single thing there's like a huge like there's like a saturation filter over yeah all yeah it's like cranked up <laughs> to 80 <laughs> i love the final woman who comes and like flings josie's hair and she's like amazing yeah. incredible <laughs> yeah yeah um, so the girls walk out of the salon makeovers done and they see this huge billboard of their faces in Times Square. Um, Josie psychs herself out and asks if it's a little too, too soon to put their faces up since they haven't recorded anything yet. Wyatt still hasn't even heard them uh, mm. play anything. And Wyatt says to them, not to worry, they'll just put up someone else's faces if they mess up. He has the limo waiting for them, tells them to get in. Um, before they get in, Valerie tells Wyatt he got their name wrong. They're not Josie and the Pussycats. They're just the Pussycats. And Wyatt tells Valerie that Josie is a singer of the band and the audience needs someone out front to identify them as. And um, he's like, with studies, shows, the bands with, and in the title, sell twice as many records. Sure. Um, so Valerie, yeah, Valerie mentions the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, etc. And... Um, and he's like, would you be more interested in a band called simply the Pussycats? Or are you more likely to buy a CD or read a comic or watch a cartoon or go and see a movie about a trio of luscious ladies called Josie and the Pussycats? Like clearly alluding to the comic books and the mm. music and everything. So Melody gets in the limo. They drive off. Valerie is on the sidewalk. They've fully driven yeah. off without Valerie. But the limo stops like just a minute later and um valerie gets in but in the background we see there is a masked man 
watching them go. Mysterious conspiracy. So Wyatt then, you know, fills in Fiona about the band and he says, just think, Christina Aguilera times three, except one of them is incredibly tan. Or else TLC with two white chicks. Or, um, whole. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I get it. Just get them into the studio tomorrow. The feds are here with some foreigners and I have to give them a tour. Just make sure we don't have another du jour disaster. And Fiona is also played by Parker Posey. And she does an absolutely fucking insane job with this role. And I love it. She is perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else is perfect is Rachel Lee Cook's thin eyebrows for this time. Oh, yeah. uh, oh my god! I, did, oh, yeah. I cannot stop staring at them. And it's so crazy. That's yeah. like how thin my eyebrows were in. Ever, I think I started waxing them in like eighth grade. Oh my gosh! Just like pencil, pencil thin. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they're back. No, they're not. <laughs> Don't listen to the TikTok fil- filters, guys. No. They are not back. Do not do it. Um, yeah. It's not a good look. I'm sorry. There's like two percent of the population who can pull it yeah. off. You are not in that two percent. And there could easily be like permanent ramifications if you yeah. if you pluck too much. Yeah. yeah. There there most likely will be. So I can tell you from experience that now I have to just like grow my eyebrows out. I never get them like waxed or plucked mm-hmm. or anything because they are so thin if yeah. I don't just like let the hair grow. These are the battle scars. That's a yeah. Worst <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Learn from your elders, guys. I'm so freaking scared. Right These now. are the Y2K Please. war stories you're not hearing about on TikTok. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we finally see Fiona and she is welcoming her visitors and she says she's about to show them why Agent Kelly and the U.S. government are so interested in what appears to be a record label. She presses a button which takes them underground to the command center where they control the most influential demographic of the population, teenagers. Uh, so they decide what's in style, create new slang like jerkin. Um <laughs> this is where all the trends are made and then she then shows them a short educational film to explain how exactly they do it and guess who stars in the film (laughs) why it's eugene levy of course of course so (laughs) he says that for years the government has been coercing teenagers into buying products through subliminal messages in rock music Um, Because kids don't pay bills or taxes, all their money is disposable, but they won't buy just anything. That's why they have to use music, having them chasing a new trend every week. And then he's like, something like, fact, kids don't pay bills, fact, (laughs) like kids buy whatever. And he says, that's good for the economy. And what's good for the economy is good for the country. And there's like an American flag and a little bald eagle at some point. Yeah, there's like a woman in a bikini holding an American flag or something. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy in the audience who's like, okay, but what happens if the band finds out? And Fiona's like, why do you think so many rock stars die in plane crashes or of overdoses? And says that we even created a highly successful TV show to explain what happens to these people (laughs) behind the music. I think that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like, it's just Mm. so smart how they tie it all together. Uh, 
It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I never watched Behind the Music, but I definitely watched a lot of E! True Hollywood stories growing up. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because my mom really loved, like, watching E! So I have so much knowledge just, like, stored in my brain of, like, people who were really popular in, like, 2004 and their E! True Hollywood stories. <laughs> so we then go to the recording studio where, you know, Wyatt shows them around. They have all this brand new equipment. Mel- Melody is, like squishing the walls because they have like squishy soundproof dots on them then they see this giant soundboard in the corner and she starts messing around with the knobs when Wyatt stops her and he's like this is the mega sound 8000 it's a high-tech processor and the most expensive thing in the room so Valerie asks how it works and Wyatt is like well why would you need to know that and then they all start to like joke <laughs> around they're like oh it's a big secret Ooh, and he's like okay okay I'll show you how it works just play something so the pussycats play three small words which is one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. and why adjust some knobs um and then plays it back for them on the mega sound when he starts playing it they can't even believe that it's actually them and then melody all of a sudden is like i want a big mac and josie's like you're a vegetarian and she's like okay but i want a big mac and Val's like, all right, but only if we could stop at Foot Locker because I'm dying for a pair of old school tree torns. And Jesse goes, jerking tree torns are than do Adidas. <laughs> Wyatt immediately turns off the mega sound, asking if he should drop the girls back off at the Riverdale Mall or if they're ready to make a record. And the pussycats start playing Pretend to be Nice. And we see this montage of them having a photo shoot, shooting the music video. People are buying the record in stores and it makes them want to buy like Gatorade. And uh, they keep rising the billboard charts. Fiona creates a whole merch line. They get their own fangirls, paparazzi, magazine covers. And they finally actually hit number one on the charts. And then we see like, Barrymore, Diaz, and Lou to play Pussycats in Josie movie. <laughs> yeah, I never caught that detail before this watch around because it flashes on the screen so quick. But I was like, oh, yeah. nice touch. But yeah, I think this is my favorite song in the movie. I listen to it pretty frequently. How does this one go again? I could I could sing the whole thing for you. Crazy. Oh, it's such a good song. Yeah, I still have this CD. Mm, yeah. Oh, you have the CD. I have the guys super fan. <laughs> like, yeah. I have the CD. This was my personality. I could totally see that. Yeah. I think the all the songs were recorded yeah. by Letters to Cleo, I believe. Oh, cool. Um, like Rachel Lee yeah. Cook was not singing. Um, it was the lead singer of Letters there's to Cleo. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. Um, the song was actually written by Adam Schlesinger, who was from Fountains of Wayne. He also wrote the song That Thing You Do from the movie That Thing You Do and was like nominated for an Oscar. Uh, and he wrote a ton of music for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend as well. Just like a really legendary, incredible oh, songwriter. Cool. Um, but unfortunately, he passed away like pretty early on in the pandemic. I want to say like oh. maybe like oh. May 2020. He was only like in his mm. 40s. It was really sad. But his music is incredible. So I really recommend – you know, hopping on Spotify, listening to an Adam Schlesinger playlist because he was an incredible, incredible songwriter. 
Are you looking for a place to feel your feels? We'll look no further than emotional support. I'm Alessandra Torresani, and I live with bipolar disorder. And I was looking for a trusted space where I could just laugh and be myself and talk to other like-minded individuals about mental health and just make sure it's not so serious. So if you want to laugh, come on by and listen to Emotional Support wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So the girls are gushing. They're screaming about their number one single. Everyone's super excited. And all of a sudden, Josie's like, wait a second. Does anyone think this is a little strange that this has all happened in a week? Which is a crazy timeline. Wild. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And no one else is like, hey, it's been a week. And they're like, no, it's fine. Yeah. The fact that they even got the song like recorded and mastered <laughs> and out there that quickly is bonkers on the cover of rolling stone a music video like yeah (laughs) there just happens to be a new rolling stone coming out this week yeah crazy so wyatt is opening his phone literally about to put a hit out on these girls (laughs) when valerie's like no it's not crazy and they go back to celebrating so close call for them There's then a knock at the door, so they open it to find these three screaming girls dressed in their merch head to toe, and they're like, oh my god, we know them. It's the mean laughing girls from Riverdale, and Josie is like, what the hell is going on? Like, you guys hate us, and they're like, oh my god, no, we're your biggest fans. Josie and the Pussycats are the new du jour. They start pulling down their Mm -hmm. pants so they can show them their Josie tattoos, and they're like absolutely not and just slam the door in these girls faces so Josie's a little taken aback after that and she's like this is way too weird and why it's like what's the whole point of being famous is so people who hated you in high school want to kiss your ass get used to it and he lingers a little too long on that mm. you could tell yeah. he yeah. Um, definitely wanted some revenge at his 10-year high school reunion yes uh, So then he tells them that Fiona, the head of the label, is throwing a huge party in their honor tonight, Uh, except he only gives invites to Mel and Josie. Val asks where her invite is, and he's like, oh, strange. Uh, You could come along anyway, though. (laughs) Wyatt then lets it slip that they'll be playing their own stadium concert this weekend. So to recap, (laughs) they have one song out. (laughs) It has been a week. (laughs) And now they are going to do a full sold-out stadium concert. Yeah. It makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josie asks maybe if they should play some small clubs first, build a following. Someone's finally using their brain. Yes. But Wyatt says they already have a following. There's going to be a live stream as well, a pay-per-view, and millions of people are paying to watch them, and it was all Fiona's idea. Wild. Like, at that point, too, after your crazy career of a week, mm-hmm. where do you go from there? Yeah. Like, you're already doing, like, a sold-out stadium. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're going like to do really a, peaking. Yeah, yeah, you're going to do a live stream and a pay-per-view, which, like, the internet also wasn't that good back then in 2001 no, yeah. that there's no way millions could be live streaming at home mm-hmm. in good quality with that dial-up. Dial up? Yes, yeah. with that dial-up shit? No, I'm sorry. No. Bullshit. Yeah. These are war stories, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I have tons of horror stories. Welcome to 30. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
So, meanwhile, Fiona is explaining Project Concert to all of her visitors and says that everyone will have to buy the 3DX headphones, which will provide subliminal messages. And the government guys are excited. And he's like, they won't know what hit him. Fiona turns around and says, neither will you. And he's like, sorry, what? And she's like, nothing. And they're they're like, yeah, we definitely heard you say something. What, like, you said, neither will you. And she's like, neither will you guys about, you know, talking about the teenagers. I was just trying to emphasize my point. And then she turns around and she's like, that was a close one. And they're like, what was that again? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I just said that was a close moment we had, that one. And um, it like makes this weird romantic yeah, ambiance. Yeah, like, that was and close like, to being a nice moment between you and I, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> and he like reaches out to touch one of the feathers on her asinine outfit. Oh my God, insane. And Wild. she like slaps his hand away. Um, that would be a really fun Halloween costume. Yeah, she's like this huge exec and is wearing rhinestones and just mm-hmm. has feathers coming out of her neck. And I'm like, I, you know what? I kind of want to wear rhinestones to her. Yeah, I feel like you could. Probably. Um, what if I, I'm just going to start? Just get some fishing line, <laughs> a couple of feathers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the clothes in this movie are like wild. I'm, I mean, yeah. there's so many like halter apron tops especially that like yes, melody, melody. Yes. yeah and she wears like, not a the, single bra they're like you're only getting apron <laughs> yeah. tops and the lowest rise jeans oh ever gosh. like <laughs> it hurts to look at them honestly it's like all the the tiktok new york city girls this mm. is what they think they're doing it's so true it's also like <sighs> du jour's outfits too like yeah they would definitely they're being upstaged they're upstaging the new york city tiktok girlies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, if you guys only knew what just happened. Mo had to take a quick little biological break. A personal Um, intermission. (laughs) This is a PSA. Don't drink cocktails and then have champagne in the middle and then go back to cocktails. I'm so shaken right now. Yeah. (laughs) This is a war story. This whole episode is actually a PCA, guys. PSA, not PCA. Do you say P? Oh, my God. This whole episode is a personal client assistant. I'm still in work mode. Mm -hmm. All my phrases are still in my nine to five Mm -hmm. mode. So apologies. You need to start using phrases like jerkin. Yeah. Imagine. That's how I'm going to start signing off my emails. Jerkin. I love that. So then we go to Valerie, who is in her Target sponsored bedroom, (laughs) watching behind the music. And it's like the captain and Tennille and the chief or something like that. And uh, the chief is talking about how, you know, they started the band and everything was great. And uh, he was the one who wrote Love Will Keep Us Together. But then ultimately Love did not keep them together. Uh, He was kicked out of the band. And they always said that they were friends first, band second. Just wishes he would have got that in writing. And Valerie is like, oh, my God, this is paralleling my life a little too closely. <laughs> She's going through all the emotions currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we see Melody in her McDonald's themed bathroom 
Uh, she's taking a shower and keeps dropping her McDonald's fried loofah because she's singing if you're happy and you know it. Um, so she's done with her shower, walks out, screams because she sees beware of the music written on her mirror in lipstick. Uh, she then picks up the lipstick and adds smiley faces to it to make it happier. That's, That's better. better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Josie's in her room and um, Alan M knocks on the door and Josie's like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about our plans. And Alan M sees her for the first time in her dress for this party that she is going to for the record label. And he begins to have feelings like he's like flustered Mm -hmm. and Josie's like, okay, you can't make fun of me. Like the record sent this over, but he says like, wow. And she's like, is that a good, bad, good wow or a bad wow? And he's like, it's a very good wow. And she asks him to help her with this like chain on the back of her dress. It's very like it's giving va va voom. Mm. Her whole back is out. Yeah. Um, she really put her back into it. And then she has like a bad temporary tattoo on her so, face. Oh, it's <laughs> so, so bad. bad. <laughs> like throughout the whole yeah. movie, they have these hideous temporary tattoos. Yeah. I also love the way that um, Alan completely drops the pizza yeah. and his guitar on the floor to go and yeah. assist her. Yeah, you hear like the <laughs> So he does the chain and like runs his finger up and like it's a, just a very sensual moment. Mm-hmm. They almost kiss, but Wyatt walks in. Mm-hmm. He kind of like rushes her out, but he tries to make plans with her tomorrow. And Wyatt's like, sorry, busy, busy, 4.15. And he's like, yeah, yeah, 4.15. And Wyatt says, sold to the young man with no future. <laughs> Come on, Josie. There's a limo waiting. Goodbye, Adam 12. <laughs> yeah, because I think when he walks in, he's like, oh, hey, like Alex N or, or Alex D or something like that. And he's like, goodbye, Adam 12, yeah. which is my personal favorite one. I love that. So the Pussycats get to the party. We hear some internal monologues where Josie's like, oh, my God, I don't belong here. That's what everybody's thinking. And Valerie's like, wow. Everybody's staring at Josie. I totally don't belong here. That's what everyone's thinking. And Melody's internal monologue is just singing, if you're happy and you know it. I love her. Yeah, just head empty, no thoughts, no plot, all vibes on this one. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, she claps out loud in time with the song, and the lights come down. And Fiona makes an insane- That's like great timing. Yeah. Fiona makes an insane grand entrance with like backup dancers <laughs> it's and like, it's like bossy esque. Yeah. It's like a jazzy version. It's like, why do you do what you do to me, baby? And she like comes down the stairs. It's ridiculous. She's like on the railing, like with her head tipped back. It's so good. I did read that like Parker Posey kind of struggled with this role because she was like such an indie film gal. And she mm. really only took this movie for the money because she had bought a new apartment and was like, I'm paying for it with this movie. And wow. like apparently a lot of times on set had times where she was just like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what is this movie? This is ridiculous. And other times she'd be like, oh, it's fun. It's like a kid's movie. But her and like Alan Cumming played off each other. And that was kind of like what helped her mm-hmm. 
actually stay in it. But I like really enjoy her performance. I think I it's think great. She's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I think she did a great job. Mm. Yeah. I wish someone would have done her like fits for the Met Gala. When oh they my did. god, that would be incredible. Because so especially in this scene, it it kind of looks like she's wearing like a mummy dress, like black wrap, and then she has yeah. like these oh, three yeah. giant circles on her chest. Yeah, the temporary tattoos. <laughs> yeah, and and then a temporary tattoo on her back shoulder. So mm-hmm. gotta have signature yeah. accessory. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, actually, there's so many like rhinestones and glitter in like all the makeup yeah. here. It's very like yeah. um, euphoria esque, but in like a happy yeah. way. Less drugs yeah. and less yeah. in like yeah. a sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fiona comes down, she meets the girls and welcomes to- welcomes them to the party. And then she's like, enough of that. Like, let's go have some girl time. Let's gossip. So the girls go into her girly room where she's like, no boys allowed in here. It's pink, (laughs) filled with stuffed animals. And she's like, let's chat. Um, She calls Josie over to the bed and immediately asks her, like, how much do you weigh? And Josie's like, "Uh, what? (laughs) And she's like, how much do you weigh? (laughs) And Josie's like, "Uh, 117 or like 118. And she's like, I'm 115, beat ya. And Josie's like, okay, sure. <laughs> That's so weird. And then she's yeah. also like grabs a, a single Pringle onto a plate and she's like, I'm starving. And then she's like, oh my God, I'm such a cow. Oh my gosh. And they're just like, what is going on? It's all super weird. She starts developing this lisp when she's talking and the girls are like, what thong? Mm. Like, and yeah. she's like, oh, I must have the thong. Yeah, is she's popular. like, I must have something in my mm-hmm. teeth. So she goes behind like a little divider to fix it. And the girls try to sneak out and then she comes back. Um, and they're all just weirded out by this interaction with Fiona. Mm-hmm. So after this, the girls leave Fiona's room and um, Val is like, okay, was that weird for anyone else? And Mel's like, I got a chilling feeling up my spine when you said Fiona just now. And Josie's like, you're sitting on the ice sculpture. And Mel's like, oh, yeah, I am. So she gets up and she's like, no, I still have the chilling feeling. And Valerie's like, yeah, a lot has changed since we left Riverdale. I There must be something else that happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. Josie, <laughs> Josie's be. like... I don't know. What do you think, Val? And she's like, I mean, things have definitely been different since we left. I mean, side eye, a lot of things have changed since we left Riverdale because mm. Val is just like self-sabotaging to the max. She thinks that like Josie's trying to be the star when she's really not. She's not. Yeah. She's just feeling like deeply insecure, which mm-hmm. is sad. But who is watching this whole convo go down? Fiona on her little hidden security camera and she's watching it with her little CCTV. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, I don't like those girls. Like, they're not very nice. And she's like, we have to get rid of them. And Wyatt says, you know, we'll get a new band by morning. But Fiona's like, my guy, we already sold like a million <laughs> Josie ears. Can't just get rid of all of them. But we need to put those other pussycats to sleep. And why it's like, well, I don't think that Josie's going to want to play without her friends. And she's like, well, maybe we can persuade her. 
And then they start doing these like evil laughs that get more and more grand as they go along. And Wyatt does this huge one and Fiona throws an M&M at the back of his throat <laughs> and he chokes on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I do really, they have like such funny chemistry when they play off each other. It's really delightful. Yeah. So Josie finally meets up with Alan M the next day at 4.15 and they're at the aquarium and he tells her that he's got a gig tonight. Josie is spotted by a worker and people immediately start running after her. So they're running through the aquarium and then they have to find somewhere to hide. Um, They finally get to a whale enclosure and Josie asks Alan how she's going to pull all of this off. He tells her that she's going to be great and she just needs to believe in herself. Uh, she asks him, what if she can't? And he says that he'll just have to believe in her for her. They're about to kiss when a man in a scuba suit snaps a picture of them and has a I love you jersey sign tapped to his chest. So we're still weekend, guys. Um, people are now in scuba suits chasing them. Mm-hmm. Later on that day back at the penthouse, Josie talks to Val and Melody and she's trying to kind of brainstorm the set list for their big concert. And Val is like, I don't know, like whatever you want to do, like it's up to you. You're the boss. And Josie's like, no, that's not true. Like what's wrong with you? And then Wyatt comes in and he's like, you're going to TRL tonight, girls, but it's just Val and Melody. And he says that it's time for the world to get to know the other pussycats. Melody is stoked to meet Carson Daly. And Josie's like, oh, go. Like, you'll have a great time. Um, and Valerie's like, you don't mind us going without you? And Josie's like, no, absolutely not. Like, I don't care about that stuff. Then Valerie hugs Josie and apologizes, saying that she doesn't know what she was thinking. Meanwhile, Josie's like, totally over her head like hasn't noticed anything Mm. i was thinking about the other day like that they should reboot trl i feel like it would be wildly popular yeah it would so be be so i'm surprised they haven't i guess it would have to be like it's hard because people don't watch cable that that much anymore yeah it would have to be like on some sort of streaming thing you're welcome for the free idea please feel free to contact me Mm -hmm. um if you want to get this in development but yeah, the girls get ready to go to TRL and Wyatt gives Josie a remix of their new single to listen to and like give some notes on. And she's like, oh, actually, can I work on it tomorrow? Because I was kind of hoping to get to Alan M's gig a little bit early. And Wyatt's like, oh, yeah, um, Alan called. They canceled his show. <laughs> and she's like, OK, uh, maybe I should call him. And he was like, oh, no, he actually he left a message downstairs. And like immediately calls the front desk and is like, so Alan M left a message and the show was canceled. She's like, okay, well, I guess I should call him then. He's like, oh, no, actually, he said that uh, he's going to be unavailable for several hours and he'll call you. She's like, that's all on the message. He's like, yes. Immediately calls the front desk and says he's unavailable for four hours and he can call her. He's like, yep, that's all on the message. And she's like, who do you keep calling? And Alan Cumming, amazing man, just goes, I'm running a label, Josephine. I have other artists. I'm running a label, Josephine. (laughs) And just the sass. And he has like the CD in his hand and he just like keeps. Yeah. (laughs) 
like pushing it towards him. Oh, yeah, he's like, I have other artists who aren't, you know, afraid to put in a little bit of work, and I'm really starting to doubt your commitment levels, and, you know, if you don't put in the work, somebody else will, and you'll have to explain it all to Mel and Val. And she's like, yeah, I'm committed. I, I am. I am committed. Just gaslighting the shit out of this poor girl. Oh my gosh, I want a shirt that says I'm running a label here, Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Guys, if you want that merch, we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Alan Cummins was the inventor of gaslighting in this movie. This is where it came Absolutely. from. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Not fun fact for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Val and Mel get to the TRL set. They're super, super excited about everything. Um, and it turns out that literally everything is made out of cardboard. And they're mm-hmm. like, wow, it looks a lot different on TV. <laughs> the shoddy, like, taped TRL on <laughs> yeah. TV is my favorite yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, and the tape. <laughs> so Aries Spears comes out pretending to be Carson Daly. And he's like, hey, guys, what's up? It's me, Carson Daly. And they're like, you're not Carson Daly. And he's like, yeah, I am. Check out my nails. <laughs> And they're like, uh, yeah. Gaslighting continues. <laughs> so the real Carson comes out and tells Aries, hey man, you can't stop. Like, you have to stop pretending to be me. And he's like, what do you mean? A brother can't be Carson Daly? And he's like, no, I'm actually Carson Daly. So you can't do that when I am here. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll just do other impressions then. And so the girls are like, what's going on? What's up? Carson's like, well, this isn't exactly totally total request live. It's more like total request dead. And the guys pull out baseball bats and their only request today is to kill them. What an insane, yeah. like, like, why are they like, we, okay, we got to kill these girls. Let's yeah. beat them to death with But you know who bats. should do it. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, if they had a gun, yeah. it would be over too quickly. Yeah. That's true. But they're like, the you know who should do it? Carson Daly. Yeah. <laughs> this is the person we yeah. need to kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Melody thinks they're kidding. They definitely are not, and the guys start chasing mm. them around on, around the studio, trying to kill them. Josie is in her room listening to the CD that Wyatt left for her, and um, Alan M calls her from the bar, and he has like this table that he put mm. a rose on. It says reserved. Um, he's like positioned right in front of the bathroom. It's like an awful gig, mm. but. Guess who is there? Alexandra screaming with a sign that says, I'm with the band. Um, And he dedicates the song to a friend of his. It's called, I Wish You Felt the Same. Yeah, I think some guy like flushes the toilet, comes out of the bathroom and she's like, hold it till you get home or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, at the TRL set, this whole fight scene is ensuing. Aries is continuing to do impressions while he swings at Val. Melody is, you know, Carson's trying to kill Melody. So she's like, I can't believe you're a killer. You seem so nice on TV. He's like, you know, I always thought you were kind of hot. Too bad. She's like, really? Because I thought you were kind of hot, too. And then he asks what her sign (laughs) is. And she's like, I'm a Scorpio. He's like, oh, my God, I'm a Cancer. Cancer men are fucking dangerous. Stay away from them. This is a PSA. <laughs> yeah. I have war yeah. stories. <laughs> gaslighters? You want to talk about gaslighters? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Let's talk about cancer men. Jesus Christ. Tune into a separate episode. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have a whole episode just about warning signs to to look out for. But yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Aries is he's still doing more impressions. I think he does like Chris Rock and Val is like, <laughs> You are terrible at this. Like these impressions are fucking terrible. Why are you doing this? Meanwhile, Melody and Carson are just like flirting it up and they're like, oh my god, we both love Lady and the Tramp when she like he pushes the meatball over with his nose and they meet in the middle. Oh my goodness. And he's like, you know, if I wasn't a key player in this whole conspiracy to brainwash the youth of America with pop music, we could totally date. She's like, really? You think? And he's like, yeah, oh my god, it would be so great. So then she picks up the Matt Damon cutout whacks the shit out of him he goes falling off the bleacher she was like i would never go out with a guy like you but you on the other hand to the mat <laughs> and val is like let's get the fuck out of here so the girls um rush back to the hotel to find josie where josie's sitting getting her nails done and um josie asks how they got in because she specifically said no visitors they realize something's up and Melody asks, are you okay? And Josie says, of course I am. I have the number one single in the country. Melody tells Josie that Carson tried to kill them and it has something to do with their music. Josie all of a sudden gets up and asks why she's calling it our music. She then goes on to say they're glomming onto her talent and she writes it all herself. If they did the same amount of work, why wouldn't it be called Valerie and the Pussycats? Ouch. Yeah, that's, that's harsh. Yeah. But also, Rachel Lee Cook in this scene is so, so good. Just the mm-hmm. way she delivers it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, so Valerie, you know, she was like, I knew it. I knew you felt this way all along. Like, we're just back up to you. And Josie's like, you are your good, solid backup. And who's a rock star, Valerie? who's a rock star I am and Valerie runs out of the room and then she goes after Melody who's already on the verge of tears because she's so upset over this and tells her not everything's rainbows and butterflies and that one day puppies turn into dogs who get old and die and Melody runs off too (laughs) yeah the way she flips that switch is so good um yeah I, I can't even really recall another time i've seen her play kind of like a mean girl i feel like she's always very like girl next door yeah I yeah i feel like so, she's like always a little yeah. nervous yeah i feel like in she's mm-hmm. all that though that scene uh at the party by the pool mm-hmm. she like sticks yeah. up to taylor is that her name right in the movie yeah or whatever yeah yeah um so she has she has it in her but yes yeah yeah for sure we get a little montage of Melody crying, looking at puppies in the window. Alan M cries as Alexandra holds him. And Alexander cries over not having matching pants for his shirt. Mm. Um, I really like that part. Yeah. So while this is occurring, Josie's walking through the street, listening to the single that Wyatt dropped off for her. Um, and... We go into the Walkman where we hear the subliminal messaging. You are the star. Val Val and Melody are mean, evil girls. You should have a solo career. You have the number one single in the country. They're trying to glom onto your talent and your credit. And yeah, it's just like 
really bad messaging to be mm-hmm. like, you're the rock star. You don't need anyone else. Yeah. Then Josie ends up falling and her headphones come off and she puts her stuff back in her purse and sees her bus pass from Riverdale. And she kind of like, you know, remembers who she was and realizes that something is wrong with this music. Um, I don't know if anybody is still watching Riverdale. I certainly am not, but apparently it is gone (laughs) like so crazy off the rails that there are like multi, it's like a multi-universe situation now, like an alternate timeline things. So I'm like, is this one of the time, could this be one of the timelines in the Riverdale CW universe? I feel like it could be, but this is a little too normal for them. (laughs) That's true. Nobody's like getting superpowers or like joining cults or. Who has superpowers? Betty, Betty yeah. and Archie have superpowers yeah. now. And I think their yeah. their dog does That's as ridiculous. well. Their dog could like self-heal itself. I saw a TikTok the other day like, hey, I'm still watching Riverdale, so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I yeah. think that like Veronica like hired a hitman yeah. to kill her dad. And now he's dead. Yeah. Wow. And then there's like the alternate timeline where like alternate timeline Jughead is the one who's writing the story that we're watching. Yeah. Or something like that. It makes no fucking sense. And then Grandma at all. Blossom um, is like putting spells. Like I, I don't Cheryl, that's a whole different story, but Grandma Blossom. Oh, oh yeah, isn't Cheryl she like Blossom. possessed or yeah, something? Yeah, well, I think they were trying to stop a possession and then Grandma Blossom ended up possessing <laughs> Cheryl. I don't even I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they're all still on the show. Those actors are locked Damn. into those contracts <laughs> so hard. There's no escape for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Um, I think I stopped watching after the Hedwig musical episode. That was like the final straw for me. <laughs> I, I couldn't continue on. I didn't make it that far. I think we're done here. <laughs> I simply cannot continue on. <laughs> what a show. What a show. Um, so yeah, maybe this is part of that universe, although it does seem much lighter and happier. This is just like mild conspiracy compared to like yeah, whatever actual insanity. Yeah, whatever is going on over there. <laughs> yeah. So back to this universe. Josie then grabs uh, Alexander and Alexandra. They go to the studio because obviously she knows that something is up with the music. And she turns all the tracks down one by one to hear what's underneath it. But there's nothing until she sees this one track that is like just barely lighting up. So she turns it all the way up and hears the subliminal messaging from Mr. Movie Phone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she realizes that why it did this to brainwash her and alexandra's like ooh brainwashing ooh help we're being brainwashed diet coke is the new pepsi one which just love that the quick wit in this script yeah. that yeah. was just completely underappreciated by critics what's her name again that actress that plays alexandra um missy pile yes yes yeah yeah the whole cast is really really good and they Mm. had really big Mm. names for i mean that time too that time yeah yeah totally yeah Yeah. so josie realizes that the ms that this track is labeled with stands for the mega sound 8000 so she goes over to it starts fiddling with the knobs and they hear more subliminal messaging like what they normally put in the music and Josie realizes yeah. like they're selling stuff through their music and they're not only selling stuff, but they're literally selling Josie and the Pussycats through their music. 
And she's like, oh my God, this is all my fault. I can't believe I did this. I'm a trend pimp, but no more. I'm nobody's pimp. So she's like, we're taking this to the police, tries to move this absolutely gigantic piece of machinery that looks like it's bolted into the ground. Um, when Fiona comes in with her goons and is like, well, where do you think you're going? So Fiona, tell, Fiona tells Josie, snap out of your pouty mood because you have a show to do. And Josie says, no, she's not going to play. She's done uh, feeding these subliminal messages to her fans. And Fiona's like, you should be thanking me. I turned you into a rock star. But Josie said, go find another girl. And Fiona's like, ugh, I would, but everyone's already here. <laughs> and it's kind of like pouting and like throwing a mini tantrum. Um, so then they bring Melody and Val in and Val is like, Melody, don't talk to Josie. Like she doesn't care about us. And then Josie starts to explain the messaging she's found. She finds, ugh. The messaging she found underneath their music when Fiona's like, oh, this is so boring and cuts her off. <laughs> and then Wyatt shows Mel and Val what they have in store for them that evening. So they turn and it's a car. Melody's like, oh, my God, I want a car. And Fiona's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, Val, you want a car. And they're like, no, no one's won a car. Like, if Josie does not decide to play tonight, um, there will be an accident. And there's already a tape uh, queued up, which is about an uh, explosion after or right before the concert with an exploded car in the parking lot. And the passengers were Val and Mel. Yeah. So, again, more gaslighting happening. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Josie gives in. She's like, okay, I'll play the show. And Mel is like, see, Val, she still likes us. And Josie's like, of course I do. Um, and says that they're her best friends. And if she could go back in time, she would take everything she said back. Melody says if she could go back in time, she'd want to meet Snoopy. And Josie says that's what she loves about her. She sees the world as a great place. And she's sorry if she made her doubt that. Then she tells Val that she's the reason the band came this far. And she doesn't care who the front man is as long as they're all together. She's her sister and she loves her. So they all go around saying they love each other until Fiona's like, okay, let's get the show started. Yeah. So as the girls are getting ready to go on stage, Josie's like, oh, so what are we selling this time? Pizza bagels, lip gloss. And Fiona's like, no, it's much, much bigger. And Josie says that they're going to have a hard time doing that once their secret is out. But Fiona says that nobody's going to believe them. And then we hear a man go, we will. And who comes in but freaking du jour. They have survived their plane crash and Les steps up and he's like, someone you thought you got rid of. Turns out that Les, I keep wanting to say Wes. Les was the one who warned Melody, and he was the one who wrote Beware of the Music on her mirror. She's like, mm -hmm. oh my god, du jour was in my bathroom. <laughs> and uh, basically, they had landed the plane perfectly fine, but where they landed it was in the parking lot of a Metallica concert. Oh no. And their fans beat the shit out of du jour. <laughs> 
Les, like, luckily knew the words to Enter Sandman, so he didn't have it too bad, whereas everyone else is in a full body cast, like, literally head to toe, <laughs> completely covered. They have eye holes and, like, breathing holes, and that's about it. I think Marco, like, mumbles someone, something, and then Les is like, yeah, we're not going to let her get away with it. Let's get him, boys, du jour style. And he throws his crutch behind him, and it just knocks Marco <laughs> over. <laughs> They're like, okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so Fiona's like, all right, whatever. Uh, turns around, <laughs> see Josie is gone off the stage um, and finds Josie trying to untie the girls from the car. And Fiona's like, boy, you almost got me. And she's like, Josie, a million girls would kill to be in your shoes. But instead, you want to go back to Shitsdale and be a washed up loser with your friends, Mopey and Dopey Bear. <laughs> And you know what? That was the final straw for Josie. She whips off her ears and tackles Fiona. So now we have a big, long fight montage that ensues. Melody, all of a sudden, martial arts genius. Mm. Val is beating up Wyatt. And Fiona goes to grab Josie's guitar. And Josie's like, what are you going to do? Kill me with it? You need me, remember? And Fiona's like, doll i created you and i could destroy you and then she swings the guitar at josie but she misses and instead smashes the mega sound Mm. which causes this really bad feedback and everyone takes off their headphones also a wild thing that is said in this whole fighting sequence is val when like she's facing off with wyatt she's like you mess with the wrong pussy which is just what an insane thing to put in there. But anyway. There's also a thing at the beginning of the movie when it's like introducing us to Mel, Val, mm-hmm. and um, Josie. And it's Mel holding a sign that says like, honk if you love yes. pussy. And the cats, the pussy cats mm-hmm. part of it is like behind a pole yeah. and she causes a car crash. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'm just like, how did oh people not gosh. get this movie? How? It's so funny. <laughs> it it's is. so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elfont, we're with you. We're on the same page as you. We got it. We got it. Everyone else, I don't know what their problem is, but yeah. Yeah. So this car, the crash, you know, everyone hears feedback and then the mega sound starts playing me- the messaging. It's literally just the, <laughs> the, I can't even say it. It's literally just complimenting Fiona. Like, Fiona is the coolest. She has the coolest clothes. <laughs> Fiona is so awesome. You should be Fiona's friend. And Fiona gets on the mic and does her own voiceover. And we hear her lisping. And everyone laughs. And she's like, go ahead. You don't know what it's like to be teased and ridiculed your whole life. I just wanted to be popular. Is that so bad? And Wyatt goes, Lisa? Lisa Snyder? Lilith Bing Letha? And Fiona says that was her nickname in school. And Wyatt's like, I'm Wally. White ass Wally. <laughs> and like, they realize they know each other. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I just started talking in a British accent to seem more attractive. And I'm wearing makeup and like wipes off his forehead and he's paper white underneath. <laughs> and 
it's insane. He's like, yeah, I started wearing makeup to cover up the fact that I'm albino. And she takes out her fake teeth and he pulls off his wig and it is wild. He also like, go, they go in for a kiss because now they're in a relationship. Mm, yeah, and in love. <laughs> he takes off his girdle and lets his like pot belly stomach out. He's like, I've been holding that for 15 years. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, and like Melody is like, oh, it's so romantic. And Josie's like, yeah, I guess. It's like <laughs> not. It's like creepy and weird. Yeah. So Alexandra, who I don't even know if we mentioned that like Alexandra and Alexander have been like tied up with like their mouths taped this whole time. Um Fiona's also in a gown made out mm. of um Mega Records stickers. Yeah. And has like a little it's a one shoulder gown on her mm. other shoulder. She has like a little temp tattoo <laughs> for Mega Records. The fits, uh my gosh, they're wild. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also at one point when Alexander and Alexandra are tied up on the couch, when Dujour walks in, she just like fully pulls the tape off her mouth and is like, oh my God, it's Dujour. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Alexandra's like, so what's the moral of the story? Freaks should date other freaks? And Alexandra goes, no, I think the moral of the story here is that you should be happy with who you are. This whole time we've been spending money on expensive clothes to impress people. It never made me happy. Now happiness is on the inside. I'm not this. I'm not what I wear. And then he just, you know, takes off all of his clothes and walks away. (laughs) And Alexandra's like, okay, but I'm already perfect the way I am. And (laughs) Agent Kelly walks in with all of like the other feds. And he's like, holy shit, that girl's got a skunk on her head. (laughs) (laughs) She just like grabs her so hair. Good. Those chunky highlights. Oh it's my gosh. So... Oh lord. <laughs> He's like, oh no, it's just your hair. My bad. But like, wow. <laughs> oh my god, that girl's got a skunk on her head. It's so good. It's so fucking good. So Josie's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Agent Kelly with the government. She's like, oh, thank God. Did you know that Fiona and Wyatt here have been putting subliminal messaging in our music to make people buy stuff? And he's like, what? And they're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you were in on this. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. This is an insane (laughs) invasion of privacy. Uh, this is this is egregious and arrests them. So he has them arrested and he whispers to Fiona. He's like, sorry, guys, like someone had to take the fall. Besides, we were going to shut you down after the concert anyways, because we figured out that subliminal messaging actually works better in movies. And then my fucking favorite part of this movie on the screen, it flashes. Josie and the Pussycats is the best movie ever. Join the <laughs> army. Just <laughs> like, boop. yeah, perfection. You know, Fiona and Wyatt are taken away. away. So the girls finally get on stage to their cheering fans. Uh, They're a bit nervous. They all put on their headphones. Uh, Josie takes her ears off. And then immediately everyone in the crowd does so as well. She tells them that maybe they're here because they heard something they liked on their CD. But they wanted to play something a little different from them tonight. And it's cool if they like it. It's all right if they don't, but they just need to decide for themselves. Then she dedicates the song to someone who said he believed in her and she wishes he was here tonight. 
On stage, Josie starts to sing Spin Around and the girls join in. The crowd gets into it. Around the world, people are enjoying the live stream without subliminal messaging. Alan M. crowd surfs his way to the stage and yells that even though she doesn't feel the same way he does and didn't and she like didn't come to his gig and she's like what do you mean Wyatt told me the gig was canceled she's like what did you mean about that I don't feel the same way about you as you do about me and he's like that's what I came here to tell you Josie McCoy I love you and she's like, I love you too. I always have. And they like reunite on the stage. Yeah. Also, my favorite part when she says that um, Wyatt told her it was canceled, he's like, that dick. And then like falls <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> but yeah, he finally gets on the stage. They kiss. People are cheering, except for this one guy in the crowd who is crying. Um, Avi, you know, in love with Josie. Mm-hmm. So. You know, after this goes on for a little bit, Val goes over and she's like, hey, guys, can we finish the song? So Alan goes backstage. The Pussycats get back to the song. I think we have like a little key change, too. And uh, everyone is just vibing, having a great time. They know it's a bop. So no messaging needed. And we also see Alexandra completely heartbroken by the fact that, like, obviously, Josie and Alan are together now. But who comes up to comfort her? But less from du jour and like puts his arm Ooh. around her. So who's the real winner here? I'm thinking it's Alexandra because while Alan M is a sweetie. Not a lot going for him. There's not a lot yeah. going on there. <laughs> yeah. No thoughts, just vibes. Exactly. Um, so then as the song continues on, we have this like little mini montage of just like B-roll of the girls throughout the movie. They finish the song. We get the grand finale. Everyone cheers. Roll credits. And we got we got some bloopers. And that's the movie. That's Josie yeah. and the Pussycats. Wow. It's such a good movie. Like it, I have the best time every single time I watch it, even though I also feel like I know it inside out. But every time mm-hmm. I laugh, it still gets me to this day. It's aged very well. I well, most of it has aged mm-hmm. well. There are a few things yeah. that haven't obviously but I think overall the humor is still there and it definitely was so ahead of its time yeah definitely yeah that's probably its biggest flaw is that it was too ahead of its time because I think that this has held up in comedy and quality for sure I think the the main issue like the main reason why it failed is really because of sexism because people saw oh, this is a movie with, like, these three hot women wearing these, like, Mm. crazy, like, outfits. This is, like, for teen girls. This is stupid. This couldn't possibly have, like, anything worth anything in it. When it actually has this, like, really funny, really witty commentary about, like, consumerism. And even, like, watching it as a kid, obviously I did not pick up on all, like, the satire. I was just like, wow, what a fun movie. But ultimately, like, I still walked away with that same thing that they want you to walk away with which is like, oh, you should be yourself. You shouldn't feel like you need to buy anything or have anything to be worth something. Like you should just decide for yourself what you like and not have to change yourself for others. And the soundtrack is incredible. Mm -hmm. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. If they did a tour, I would pay an unhealthy amount of money to see this (laughs) album live. Okay. So I want want to see them go on tour and then – 
Lindsay Lohan's band from Freaky Friday would open up for them. Oh, that'd this be is awesome. what I want. This is, yeah, I'm putting this out there into the world. Someone do it. Let's get some cover bands. That's what I want. If I, if I had become a drummer, that could have been me. But you missed your chance. And I would love to see Dujour. Dujour can show up too. I'd love yeah. to yes. see Dujour. But I want the original Dujour members <laughs> yeah. to do it. Yes, I agree. Yeah, we need. Mm-hmm. It would be like kind of like a tenacious D yes. situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'd be so good. Yeah. No, this movie is just, it's really great. It's, the performances are really solid too. Like, there's not a lot of like super sincere moments in this movie. It's a lot of like, you know, campy comedy, but I think everybody does yeah. it really well. Like, everyone's timing is so good. And I feel like they all played off of each other really well too. I agree. Really great ensemble acting. Mm -hmm. Just so silly and entertaining in a way that doesn't really need to be deep. Like Mm -hmm. the plot speaks for itself, but like the way that they embellish it is what makes it entertaining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think if the performances weren't as good as it was, a lot of things definitely wouldn't have hit like they do. Yeah. A plus on casting, I would say. And what would you rate the movie? 10, duh. Like, Whoa, it, okay. it is, it is wow, perfect. Wow. It is perfect in my eyes. I don't want anything different. Cool. <laughs> I'm biased, so yes. You have to decide for yourself what you like and yes. what you don't. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a nine. It is very high up there Ooh. for me. Oh, shit. This is like one of my, probably one of my like top 10 favorite movies. Um, I really enjoy it. I am giving it in an eight. I just don't have the same like background yeah. love etc but i will say i'm definitely gonna watch it again i had mm-hmm. like a total blast and i could not get over like <laughs> du jour and yeah. Alan coming and like the pussy cats it's such a good cast so mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to rewatch it the more yeah. it's such a rewatchable movie and i think the more you rewatch it yeah the more you just like pick up on random things or random mm-hmm. throwaway lines that totally you'll you'll get mm-hmm. you'll get to yeah. a 10 oh yeah yeah, yeah. Get there. just yeah. a few more yeah. watches yeah i mean ultimately if you're looking for a movie that it doesn't take itself too seriously and like really isn't interested in taking itself too seriously this is the one yeah well thank you so much for joining us today it was lovely to have you on the pod yeah thank, thank you, you so much guys this was so much fun i had a blast um i had so much fun yeah. even though i puked <laughs> Hey, it happened to the best of us. Yeah, you're having too much fun. Overwhelming. Yeah. So much fun, guys. I just, yeah. I was so excited. I was like, he's going to be on the pod. I feel honored that you puked during this. One for the books, for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. It was so fun to finally get to cover this movie. It's been long awaited. Yes, absolutely. And we're just super excited for all the bangers that we're going to cover this Mm -hmm. month. Should we give like a hint about next week? Next (laughs) week, uh, we might be covering a movie from a a one and only Lizzie McGuire star, Mm -hmm. Hilary Duff. Yeah. Which one is it? You'll have to to guess. Um, you'll have to listen to the episode (laughs) yeah i this movie that we're doing next week i have not seen in years like years and years and years so i'm very interested to see 
my take on it now as I'm a grown up because I, mm-hmm. from what I recall from the plot, it's pretty fucked up. So. Damn. I feel like I must have seen this at some point on like ABC or something, but I cannot remember yeah. like what the movie is about or anything. So maybe I haven't watched it. Uh, yeah. Well, you'll have to tune in next week to see. But if you want to find out a little bit early before the episode comes out, where can you do mm. that? Oh, my God. On our Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can also follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. Yes. And you can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us pod. Or you can always send us a good old-fashioned email at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. Yes. And we will see you next week for another movie. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.